the podcast for you, the real estate professional. This is One on One, the official Realty One Group podcast powered by One University. Good afternoon. Hey, Josh, guess what? What's going on? We are coming at you again from Austin, Texas, Base Camp, our leadership um, opportunity. Yeah. And guess who I was able to grab? Uh, does it start with an M? M. Pesson, Mark Pesson. Mm-hmm. And I held on to Mike Clear. Mr. So, Clear. Mr. The Clear. The other M. So, yeah, the other M. So, that could be, it could be the Mark and Mike show. Oh, I like that. It could it's be like a radio well, show. But, yeah. Maybe you and I just step back we and let the two of them. Yeah. Um, could be the redheads. Well, yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to the one-on-one. Yeah. And we're glad to have you here. I'm selfishly wanted to get in front of the two of you because, number one, you know I'm the simple one. And I don't do math <laughs> Nobody's that well. buying that. I, I know. <laughs> I know. But... Josh, we've heard a lot of interesting information that's been extremely positive, very contrary to what yeah. what the what the media is saying about our industry right now. And what I wanted to do was give the our listeners the opportunity to get the real perspective yeah. on what's going on. So what I need to ask you guys is a lot of information. We've had two speakers get in front of us and talk about um, what the realtor, what the professional needs to be looking at, and that we've we're coming off an incredibly strong two years being 2021 and part of 2022. And they've given advice of as we're looking at what the market's doing, what should we compare it to? Should we factor out um, the past two years? Did I miss that? Talk a little bit about when we compare numbers, when we look at data, what do we need to be looking at? Well, I, I think, I mean, the last two years were great. So we don't want to forget those because you got to love the good times and celebrate right. them as well. But what, folks have been pointing out is that on average, you're, there's going to be five to five and a half million resale homes sold in any given year. So when we had two years that were above six or high fives and above six, that's an abnormal year. It's a great year. That's where you stockpile cash. That's where you lean into things differently. This year is going to be 4.9-ish, mm-hmm. um, which is slightly down from average. It's not like it's four. So if you go back to the last downturn, the high was seven. And it went down to four, like overnight. That was a crash crash uh, or kind of a different type of crash. This is slightly below average. And the GCI numbers are still up because home values are still up. So if you look back to 18, 19, 17, 18, 19, it's going to be slightly below that, but feel a lot more like that and still above the leanest years that we went through in the last downturn by quite some margin, by at least 10 to 20%. So yes, the market is changing. Yes, the market is shifting. And there's some markets that are impacted more than others. But we're not dying here. We can still win. You can still win in the marketplace. There's still people transacting deals. And we'll get through this inflation thing. We'll get through the interest rate thing. And we'll figure it out. Yeah. So, Mark, I want to talk to you specifically because I know that, like me, you went through the true recession. Absolutely. Of 2007, as 2008. Agent, right? as yes, an agent. Yes, an agent. I was and that was a crash. Yes, I mean, it was. that, was a, that mm-hmm. was a crash. And I love the fact that you're saying this is an adjustment. Basically, well, this is not a crash. This well, is, it has different differences in that there was an equity problem. You had loans being given to people, right. so it falsified the market. Equity in homes right now is really solid. So the loans are good. The equity that people have in their houses are good. And even though housing inflation, the headlines will tell you that's driving inflation. It's kind of a false measurement because how they calculate that is they take what is the current home value and what would be the equivalent rent. Okay. Okay. So it 
like, but most of the people who bought or sold a home or refinanced the last three years, they got the best rate they've ever going to have. Yeah. And their mortgage payment isn't going up. Yeah. Right? But yet housing is driving inflation. Well, there's only five to 6% of people in a resale transaction in a given year. It's not impacting everybody. So it's a little bit of a false I agree. leading headline there. Yeah. So it's very different than what you experienced of before course. where if a house was 500, it might go to 250 yeah. in Phoenix or Vegas or something. Different right. market, it was yeah. very different. Yeah. So what I hear you saying is the difference of the homeowners or the consumer's wealth is different than it was when yeah, we had I mean, exotics. Yeah, so because during that market, I mean, I was selling real estate in Las Vegas. 70% of the homes were underwater at that time. So, I mean, sellers were in a completely different position than they are now. I mean, their equity position is much stronger now coming off the last couple of years. That last market crash, I mean, it was most of our sellers, we were having to do short sales for them right. to get them out of their properties. And I think the point that I, one of the things I took away from today's conversation was, don't discount the last two years, but keep it in perspective. Because mm -hmm. I think that just like during the last recession, we had to shift gears and focus on things like doing short sales and helping people with foreclosure avoidance. That's not the norm for a real estate market. And so we had to specialize And like right now, we're going to have to help our buyers and sellers adapt and adjust to the shifting market, but it's not going to continue indefinitely. We're going to get back to more of a level balanced market. And I think it's just about keeping it in perspective. You know, one thing, that I was really encouraged by was the low, and I want both of you to speak to this, the low percentage of arms, the low percentage uh -huh. of adjustable rate mortgages. And that fed the crash. I mean, in 2007, 2008, we had people that literally were, their mortgage rate adjusted them out of their home. It, it adjusted them um, detrimentally into a, into a place that they left their home. Talk about what is the percentage of homes that are, that are an arm right now and and how is that as we look at the future man that was encouraging to me was i the only one yeah, because so, i hadn't really thought about that yeah and, and, and whether the percentage last time though it was stated income it, the, you weren't right. getting underwritten like you are today so an arm is not a bad thing mm -hmm. if that's what makes sense for you the reason it was a bad thing last time is the folks wouldn't have been underwritten today for a loan and you could go get a loan on anything um, so it was risky mortgages to begin with. And yes. we all saw the outcome of that. That is not in this ecosystem right now. Right. Knock on wood. Let's hope it doesn't yeah. creep in. Um, but there's good underwriting being done. People have equity in their house. So even if that adjustable rate goes up, but right now, an adjustable rate might be the, the smartest thing for some folks. Especially it's very different. Are, yeah, I mean, yeah. rates might be higher than people necessarily want to take on initially for a mortgage payment. So an adjustable rate might be a good thing for them initially to get into a home. But... They were doing things back in the previous market. They were doing negative amortization loans. Yeah. I mean, it they, was exotic. It, it was, was basically it, an exotic. It was just, it was, it, they were literally doing anything to get into a house. We used to joke that if you could fog a mirror, you could buy a house. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, I mean, like, it just wasn't a realistic or sustainable yeah. market. Um, they don't do that anymore. It doesn't, like, lenders have not done that for a while. I think in large part, they learned their lesson. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, and the government got involved and yes. put certain regulations. Exactly. And so we're, we're somewhat insulated from that. But I, I do think your best professionals will thrive and your people that do this part-time or there's a lot of great part-time professionals and agents, but the ones that really care and do this and take it yeah. seriously, right. they're going to continue to thrive yeah. and they're going to represent our brand and our industry very well. And, and those that don't will be by the wayside. And that's can okay. We, can we hope the hobbyists get out? Right. I mean, and honestly, every now and then I think I think our industry needs a cleanse. You've said this a couple of times, Kathy, yeah. but okay. I have a question for you, Mark. Sure. So, and we've talked about this before the crash in 07, 08, there's now a lot of agents in the industry 
that didn't experience that. They weren't agents back then. So we can talk about it and, and you know, I, I was much younger back then, but like you guys have lived through it. So like, how do you then coach an agent who knows about it, but they didn't go through it as an agent? I, I mean, I honestly, I don't think that they needed to go through it to be able to navigate this market. I think it's a different okay. market. I think there's better opportunity in this market. And I think it just comes down to, they have to get back to the fundamentals. Yeah. Like a lot of agents that they came into the business in the last few years, haven't had to do some of the things that a lot of us had to learn how to do to be successful in real estate, which is to prospect for leads and convert, you know, go after customers and have a farm and have a database and work open houses and do the things that are tried and true methods to be successful in real estate. A lot of agents in the last couple of years, all they really had to do was know somebody or fall into a listing and they made money. Especially with dynamite in the last couple of years. It was literally like a guaranteed paycheck. Nowadays, it's more about, okay, I've got to go out and actually prospect and convert customers and find the opportunities. And then I've also got to be really good at setting expectations for my customers too. Yeah. Because in a previous podcast, you guys were talking about the media and how they sell ad space and what they do to sensationalize information. Part of the problem is that a lot of our customers, our buyers and sellers, get their real estate news from the media and the media is not really giving them the best advice. So yeah. They're late to the game. They don't understand that properties are going to sit on the market a little bit longer. It may be a little bit more expensive to buy a house right now than it was previously because of interest rates, but it also means that they have a lot less competition. So if I'm a buyer in today's market versus six or eight months ago, I have better opportunity to buy a house now than I did previously. So if I have buyers that were getting out of the market because they couldn't compete, I'd be reaching out to those people now and saying to them, this might be a good opportunity for you to get back into the market and maybe do an adjustable rate. Well, and you just talked about retraining or reshifting the mindset. Right. And, and you look at our organization. What did we do over the last six months is we knew this was coming. Right. Yeah. Um, it, it came a little faster than we thought. War in Ukraine accelerated things. Yes. But we knew it was coming. So then all of a sudden, One Design Studio was launched. And then what got announced today? List Track. Well, you're going to have to show your customer a lot more about listing data. So we instituted a new program today that is free to our agents, free to our brokers, that helps them manage that listing portfolio better and, and show their customers how we're helping them. And, exactly. and I think so you we have to provide different tools, which we were already in front of zone broker is getting released and then they're already doing zone agent, which will give agents more data mm-hmm. and use that data to alter you know, alternate your playbook a little bit. Let me let me turn this around a little bit, Josh. Mm-hmm. As a consumer, because you're the you're the average you're the age of the average buyer in yeah. the US, what do you want to hear from a professional? Well, I'm not a homeowner yet. Um, Mark and I have talked about this, like basically getting my ducks in a row. You know, I'm nervous. I see the interest rates and that scares me because I have friends that are my age that are now first time homeowners. And if I were to go buy a home tomorrow, my mortgage would be significantly more expensive than theirs because of the interest rate that's climbed and me not being in the market that scares me. But I also I've talked to you and you've told me back in the early 90s, the interest rate was through the roof. And obviously, like, home prices were cheaper. Um, but I think for me, uh, this is something that I'm – it's di- it's different because I work for a real estate brand, right? So I'm seeing the inside scoop. But I think I'm realizing that this is just it's – a, it's a correction, and it, and it needed to happen. And I'm not going to – I wasn't ready to buy a home two years ago. And I just need to realize, like, that's just – they're cycles, right? You always say that. They're cycles. And – so it's just when I'm ready, I'm ready. And that's that's kind of where I'm at. Is it important for you to have a professional that is well-versed and, and has 
navigation and guidance, even if they don't know what to do, that they are plugged into an organization that I don't, does? I don't want to speak for my entire generation, but I do think we all appreciate convenience. Okay. I think uh, as millennials, we want to not necessarily lift a finger for something that we are not experts at. We want the expert to do it, and we will pay a price for it. Um, but I think... Uh, yeah, I want I want someone who's in my corner, who has my best interest. And if you guys go, and if we go back to the episode that we had with Alex Mihai, who's our general counsel, and he was talking about the, like for example, the little trigger that's on um, the MLS, how like agents the could filter, actually, the right, filter. right. And so like that, when I heard that, I was like, wow, am I going to be swindled by an agent? Mm-hmm. And and that kind of scared me. Um, and so I want someone that just has my best interest in mind. I realize that the market is going to constantly shift, and when I'm ready to buy a home regardless of what the market is, like I'm going to buy a home that I can afford in that market. And so I guess I just want someone who's going to be on my team. And I've met so many, so many professionals in this network that I know have the buyer and seller's best interest in mind. So what I'm hearing is you want a professional, and I think it's so important for our listeners to realize you need to, to represent being authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, integrity. I think what, what you, I'm hearing you say is you want someone of integrity and the greatest thing, even though you have tremendous integrity, you still need the tools and the resources mm-hmm, you do. and the guidance. And so I think for professionals, don't panic yeah, at this point. Sure. Lead, lead with calm, but make sure that you've put your reputation and your credibility on a foundation that's going to provide the tools and the resources that you need. Because when you talk about technology, which is what I'm hearing you say, is you don't want to lift a finger, you want to be able to go online, you're talking about everything that we're providing, everything that you just, yep, we, right. that we rolled out. And, you know, I'm, I, I, you know, I just celebrated my five-year anniversary. I've been with this company for a while, but prior to that, I wasn't in real estate. And so now I'm and and you guys all know, like a lot of you know, agents cannot always be the greatest people. I know we have really, really, really great agents at this company. And so I'm, I was skeptical. I've now met so many different real estate professionals that I know are genuine people. They have their customers' best interests in mind, but I, but I want to make sure that I'm, I'm being like helped by someone that has my best interests in mind, you know? Yeah, and so what I would hope all folks that are young and not in, so do you pay a mortgage? I rent right now. Okay. So, yeah. But you pay your landlord's mortgage. That's correct. So if you're going to pay your landlord's mortgage anyhow, yeah. why not try to get in it yourself? No, you're and, right. And you need the right advisor, right. like you just said, to show you that and mm-hmm. to say, how do I help somebody get into their dream where they have the advantages of that, whether it's a tax deduction, whether it's equity accumulation, yep. whatever that is, there's so much that our professionals can do to educate um, the public one at a time versus the media doing mm-hmm. it to sell advertising. Yeah. So, and I think that's, what's important. And it's our job to get that out there for everybody to hear. I agree. And I think it's important. The big message is this is an adjustment, not a crash. Correct. Yeah. And yeah. I think I, I want to like, as of, you know, very, very soon, I'm hoping to buy very, very soon. I, I want to feel like uh, comfortable. I don't want to be nervous. I don't want to feel like I'm being taken advantage of. You know, it's they, one of the first things that uh, was said to me when I started with this company was a real estate transaction is going to be the biggest transaction you make of your life. And that's a scary thing for someone who's never bought a home. And so when you are making the biggest transaction of your life, you want someone in your corner that you trust. You know, it's, it's interesting listening to Josh describe it because you, you can kind of hear the apprehension and the fear, and I don't, it's not just consumers that feel that, agents feel that as mm-hmm. well. And I think the best way to overcome that fear and apprehension is good information. 
it's being informed, it's being knowledgeable, it's understanding what's happening so that you can be that wise advisor and really guide your customers because then it eliminates your customer's fear as well. They feel confident that they're making a good decision. Mm -hmm. And can I be shameless? Can I just be shameless and say one thing I'm most proud of is this organization, we are a coaching organization. And when you hire a Realty One Group agent very soon, you can be assured that they are being, their career is being navigated by someone who's certified to do exactly what you're saying, Mark, to provide support, guidance, leadership, direction um, for the professional as well as for for the consumer. Yeah, I mean, I know I always I always say this to you. I try to avoid Realty One Group plugs on this podcast. I mean, we have a neon sign literally right. on the table. But when I'm ready to go buy a home, I'm going to – I mean, I've met so many great agents at this company. Like, I know that there's, there's so many right. I could pick right, right now to help me. And so – and that's – really, really, really cool because prior to being with this company, I did not have this perspective. The cool thing is that he actually knows a few good realtors um, that he could (laughs) lean into. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think, oh God, we can, and I know I said this in the previous episode, we can literally go down the rabbit hole on this and we could talk for days. I do not want to keep you guys forever. Um, Yeah, because I told him it was just a few minutes. Yeah, just a few minutes. So, uh, um, Mike and Mark, if you want to give like some last words, some last advice, um, like what would you say for? Um, I just think that you need to, if you're a real estate professional listening to this podcast, I think you need to commit to being learning based right now. You yeah. need to invest in resources. So whether it's a podcast, whether it's your broker, whether it's one university, whether it's a good information source, stay informed, stay knowledgeable, keep abreast of the trends that are happening Um, Don't buy into the doom and gloom. I think that that's really counterproductive to everybody, especially your customers, and maintain a positive attitude. I think it's critical that in this business that you maintain a good outlook and a good attitude because this business is cyclical. But if you look at real estate over the extended period of time, over the last 25 to 50 years, real estate has always been a sound investment. It's always been a good opportunity. And unless you're flipping houses, like this is something that's always a safe bet, in my opinion. Yeah, it's long term. Yes. I mean, you, you, people can't panic right now. So yeah. overall, the market is is good. We still, but a market goes up and a market goes down. That's what a free economy does. So right. you got to take the good with the good and the bad with the bad, but always prep. So I think leaning into education, leaning into the resources that we have, and utilizing the tools that provided for being part of us is is a no-brainer. Right. Absolutely. That's great. Yeah. Well, thank you both for your time. Seriously, I know this is a very, very busy week for all of us, so I appreciate everyone sitting down. Um, And yeah, I hope to speak to all of you soon. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Thank you, Thank you. We thank you for joining us today on another episode of One on One, a Realty One Group podcast. We are powered by One.U and ask if you have suggestions, recommendations, or questions, please email learning at realtyonegroup.com. And remember, pay close attention to the details. Listen to understand not respond, and always be a resource, not a sales pitch.